This week's episode of Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure contains subjects and themes that some may find upsetting. No offence is intended whatsoever by any of the comments or opinions expressed within this podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure. Yes, uh, my name is Matt. And my name is Darren. This week we are looking at Dead, Dead Poets Society. Society. Yeah, that weepy from uh, 1989. Mm. Our first drama really, I suppose. It is our first drama and just quickly, I've never seen this. Nope. Nope, me too. It's a brand new 80s film mm-hmm. for us, so that's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new 80s film with Robin Williams. Yeah. Which is always a good thing, I suppose. It's a good thing, yeah. But, but... what a... Oh, God, what a film. It's uh, it, it certainly tugs at the old heartstrings, doesn't it's, it? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, an, it's an emotional roller coaster. let's put it that way. I, I, I've got a little prediction. Well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> I think this week might just be a slightly different podcast than normal, you know? I mean, I just... Because there's a lot to break down here. There's a mm-hmm. lot to talk talk about isn't there yep and uh, it, as, as we say it's, it's a bit more serious this week but yeah yeah it, it, it's, a, it's it's a good film it's a very popular film so um we'll find out more as we go along i suppose yeah and we've got a new feature this week oh a new feature finally a feature for me yeah it's only taken us like 31 yeah. episodes to get there yeah not really sure how we're going to do it yet or what the uh, the jeopardy bit's going to be but you well, know it'll evolve it it'll will evolve. evolve yes yes it will so before we get there how about i uh, take you back to 1989 <laughs> Darren, so some facts about 1989. Mm. Did you know that 1989 was the first air date for Yuppie Love? Oh, Only Fools and Horses. Only Fools and Horses. Oh, God, yeah. The the classic Dell falling through the bar episode. (laughs) Oh, it's still funny, even now. (laughs) Yeah. And you know know it's coming because you've seen it it a hundred times and it's still hilariously funny. If you you aren't familiar with Only Fools and Horses, then just YouTube it. You'll have to YouTube it. Um, Which is, I did YouTube one of the things that's on this list today, actually, which made me laugh. You might remember it, but we'll get there in a second. Okay. Biker Grove makes its debut. Ah, Biker! 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 Biker Grove! (laughs) What a great program that was. Uh, I don't know if it was. I I, I remember bits of it. I just remember the intro more than anything. And the. Spooky! (laughs) I remember Spooky. Ant and Deck, obviously. Yeah. PJ and Duncan. They've done nothing ever since. Yeah, whatever happened to them? Nothing. Amateurs. And also, this is quite TV-centric this week, um, it was the last episode of Blackadder. Of course, Blackadder goes four. Yeah, what oh an episode that was as well. Yeah, that, that was really emotional That too. was, yeah. So, so 1989 was the emotional year then. The emotional year. They Jesus. kind of thought, right, it's got all serious for the 90s. Yeah, wow. Oh, God, I loved that. I remember watching that when I was at school. Yeah. And just, I think it's probably the first time I'd ever, ever cried watching telly. If anyone's not seen the final episode, well, Blackadder Goes Forth was the fourth series of uh, Blackadder, uh, well, Blackadder, the comedy, uh, and each series was set in a different era, and the fourth series was set in the trenches of the, the Great War, the First World War, mm. and the final episode just sees them going over the top, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so. and uh, uh, oh, it was, God. but that's the thing, though, it could have you laughing one minute, and you're still laughing at the, the, the absurdity of it all, yeah. and, and the, yeah. the, the way that he deals with it, you know, and it's, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's just genius, right? Well, well, it's, it's uh, what's his face again, isn't it? Uh, is it Curtis? It's Curtis and Ben Elton, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, with an amazing cast. Yeah, absolutely amazing cast. cracking cast. In, in 1989, do you know who won the Eurovision Song Contest? 
1809. Well, it wasn't us. I can guarantee that. Well, um, that's, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a bit late for Celine Dion. 89. Um, I'm going to say Ireland because because they won pretty much every year for, for about five years. Well. Yugoslavia with oh. Rock Me. <laughs> well, duh. So I did look that up. I, I didn't recognise it. No. At my final fact for 1989, <laughs> and I did look this up on YouTube as well. Nice. I don't know if you remember this. Five Star. They appeared yeah. on Going Live oh, to promote their latest no. single. Oh, we were talking about this earlier. Sorry, go on. And then during the phone-in, a teenager calls in and says, what's it? Ask them a question, is it? Why are you so fucking crap? That was genius. And just like Sarah Poor Green's five face. Hmm? Poor Five Star. I loved Five Star. I know, but I, that made me laugh. The fact they're all there on their phones. You know, they always yeah. have these big, oh, yeah, they're they're proper, big phones. Yeah, yeah, landline phones. Wasn't it... <laughs> Look at that, YouTube it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's just evil. Yeah. <laughs> so that, They're amazing. So you were talking about this then? Yeah, bizarre. We were watching some, uh, like when TV programs go wrong or something, and they had the, the clip from Going Live where the dog tries to fight Gordon the gopher. Oh, right. <laughs> and anyone that's not familiar, it was a Saturday morning uh, three and a quarter hour kids TV program uh, with two presenters and a glove puppet of a gopher called Gordon the gopher. He used to like squeak and they had a, like a little section with a, a vet who brought on a couple of puppies. <laughs> One of the puppies decided to attack Gordon the gopher and it's absolutely genius. This. Very funny. Three and a half hours was it? Yeah, it started like nine o'clock and it was an hour for me. Oh yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you were doing on a Saturday morning. Yeah, sleeping. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, that was Sunday morning. The and, Holly, actually, the Holly and, and I was going to karate, actually, because I developed an obsession you with karate. Ballet. You know it's ballet. I, I had the choice between karate <laughs> and ballet, but there we go. So those are my facts for 1989. Nice. So how about we get the charts? Dead Poets Society was released in the USA and Canada on the 2nd of June 1989 and so this week we are looking at the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 28th of May 1989. It's a new entry at number 10 for Madonna and Express Yourself. And at number 9, down from last week's number 6, it's Bobby Brown and Every Little Step. At number 8, falling three places from last week's 5, it's Edelweiss and Bring Me Edelweiss. And at number 7, it's a climb of 12 places from last week's 19 for Donna Summer and I Don't Want to Get Hurt. Falling from last week's number 4 to this week's number 6, it's the London Boys and Requiem. And up from last week's 8 to number 5, it's Nana Cherry and Manchild. At number 4, down from last week's number 2, it's Kylie Minogue and Hand on Your Heart. And at number 3, up from 13, it's Lynn Hamilton and On the Inside. It's another climber at number two. It's last week's number three, Natalie Cole and Miss You Like Crazy. Which means it's a non-mover at number one for Jerry Marsden, Paul McCartney, Holly Johnson and the Christians, Ferry Cross the Mersey. And that was the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 28th of May, 1989. Yeah, it's all right. It's an all right China. Yeah. Not, not, the, not the strongest one we've done, but there's a few good songs there. Yeah, anything just outside the chart? Yeah. Uh, actually, it's better outside the top 10, in, in my opinion. At number 12, you've got Roxette with The Look. Oh, now that is a song. Yeah. I 13, mean, they're all songs, don't get me wrong. But oh, that yes. is, a, I mean, I love that You're song. not wrong there. Uh, at 13, you've got Tone Loke and Funky Cold Medina. Uh, new entry at number 14 for Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. 
Fergus sings the blues, Deacon Blue, I Want It All, Queen, um, Just Keep Rocking, Double Trouble and the Rebel MC, I Drove All Nights in Delorpa, Pink Sunshine from Fuzzbox, Eternal Flame from the Bangles. Sounds like you're rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Beds are burning. What a fucking tune that is from Midnight Oil. I Want Back Down, Charm Petty, Song for Whoever, Beautiful Sound, Rooms on Fire, Stevie Nicks, and Americanas from Holly Johnson. Wow. So, so actually the top 40 is better as a whole rather than the top 10, in you, my opinion. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah. So that kind of brings us neatly onto a, a new little feature of ours where we yeah. like to, we just want to have a bit of synergy with our podcast. A bit of synergy. A bit of synergy. <laughs> So if uh, we've got a new challenge for Darren, mm. which is, uh, he has, essentially, it's the five-step challenge. Yeah. Um, which makes it sound like getting fit, but uh, that ain't going to happen. Yeah, we'll probably come up with a better name for it. Challenge Darren, where he's got to <laughs> chase a helicopter around with Nice, him. in a uh, jumpsuit. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so Darren has five steps in order to connect last week's film to this week's film. Mm. And if he succeeds, I drink. And he, next week, has four steps, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So, Darren, are you ready to try and connect last week's film to this week's film? Matthew? Yes, I am. Okay, for those who, uh, who remember, last week's film was The Blob, and uh, this week's film is Dead Poet Society. So I have five steps to get from The Blob to Dead Poet Society. Okay, first step. Frank Darabont, who wrote the screenplay for The Blob, directed The Green Mile. The Green Mile starred Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt was in Jumanji. Also in Jumanji was Robin Williams. And Robin Williams was in this week's film, Dead Poet Society. And there we are. That's the five-step challenge. Hey, well done, Darren. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I was desperately trying to get to Tom Cruise so I could get to Nicole Kidman to get to BMX Bandits because Peter Weird also directed BMX oh, yeah. Bandits. But uh, I couldn't do it in five steps. So yeah. That kind of used to be one of my favourite games while driving somewhere is, you know, to get, so say somebody sat in the passenger seat would give you two actors, you got to connect nice. them. To get it to five steps as well, did you use the internet or did you do it from memory? Oh, no, of course I used the internet. <laughs> but it took frigging hours. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, sake. I kept going down. My worksheet's downstairs so you can see all the little things that failed. But, um, yeah, so there we oh, go. That's brilliant. I like that. The problem is now, next week, I've only got four steps yeah. to get from Dead Poet Society to whatever we're doing next week. Yeah, well, I know. I don't. I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So, yeah, that's a nice little feature, that. Yeah, you had this... a little drinky. I see that. Nice, nice, nice. I have. I'm enjoying the drinky. Yeah, me too. Bollocks of dry January. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I suppose it's that time, then, to yeah. uh... go deeper in. Yep. Okay, regular listeners will know at this point in the podcast, Matt has a challenge to give us the synopsis of the film. I think you'll be all right this week. Uh, He has uh, as many minutes... No, hang on. (laughs) It was all going so well. He has as many seconds as the film has minutes. So, Matthew, how long was the film? The film was two hours and eight minutes. So you have two minutes and eight seconds to give us the synopsis of the film. Are you ready? I am ready. Then let's have the jingle. And you're off. Todd Anderson arrives at Weldsham Academy for Boys and attends a big assembly by Mr. Nolan, who also welcomes alumni Mr. Keating, who will be teaching English. Todd meets his roommate Neil, whose dad is very strict and controlling. We get an insight into their classes, which look really dull. 
Then we get to Mr. Keating's class and he takes them into the hallway and shows the lads who, you know, the turn of the century boys and tells them all to seize the day. And if they like, they can call him, oh, captain, my captain. The boys, Todd, Neil, Knox, Charlie, Richard, Stephen and Gerard, find his class strange. The next class gets stranger with Keating telling him to rip the introduction and analysis of a poem out of their books because you just can't write a poem. Knox gets invited to dinner with friends of his parents and falls in love with their daughter, Chris. And in the vein of the film, I've written a poem about this. Knox went for dinner and who did he find? A girl called Chris, who would play on his mind. He'd fallen in love, that wasn't a crime. He wanted to date her and have sexy time. <laughs> the boys find out that Mr Keating during his time there was a member of the Dead Poets Society. Uh, free thinkers who would meet in secrets. The boys question him about it, they go on to form their own. Keating's lessons connect with the lads and inspire. Neil wants to become an actor. He lands a role in a play. Knox calls Chris, goes to a party and reads a poem to her at school. Charlie goes a bit far and publishes a letter in the school paper from the Dead Poet Society and gets an arse whooping. The night of, the Neil, uh, night of Neil's play, Knox gets to take Chris. Everyone's there, including his disapproving dad, who after the show takes him home and reprimands him. Feeling like there's no way out, Neil takes his own life. It sends shocks waves through the school and Keating is blamed for encouraging too much free spirit in the boys. Cameron... Uh, hands in the Dead Poet Society and with Todd appearing to be the only one who didn't want to. Keating's collecting his stuff while Nolan's covering the class and he's leaving in an act and, and as he's leaving in an act of defiance Todd cries out oh captain my captain as the boys stand on the table in an act of defiance. Keating tells them Keating thanks them and leaves them the knowledge he's made a difference and I'm not crying you're crying. Okay then. Right. Missed out the bit about Knox getting punched and Touching the girl when she was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you had two minutes and eight seconds to uh, give us a synopsis. Yeah. Well, I chucked a poem in there as well. Uh, a very nice well. poem it was too. You had to get sexy time in there somewhere. Uh, and a poem. <laughs> I wanted to get a poem in. It was okay. dead, it's dead Poet Society. So, like I say, you had two minutes, eight seconds. You did it in. Drum roll. Two minutes, 7.21 seconds. <laughs> 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 that was almost a fanfare again for getting it bang on. Oh, wow. It was. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I think I should drink for 0.8 of a second. <laughs> I mean, although on the surface, not a lot appears to happen in the film, a lot yeah. happens in the film. Yeah, really. Yeah. I guess it's all about the characterization or the characters growing and developing in their relationships and their, their outlook on life, I suppose, being a bit poncy about it. But um, that's what we uh, we have with the drama, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Initial reaction? Initial reaction. I... It started off slow for me, mm-hmm. and I was like, maybe because I was a bit tired, and I thought, hmm, I don't know if I'm going to get into this. Then I was very quickly drawn in, and I think mm-hmm. a large part of that was Robin Williams. Uh, and then I just I kind of fell in love with it. You know, mm. I felt there were so many beautiful moments, and you know, I'm just going to say that now I did not expect that ending at all. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, that was a real gut punch. Wasn't it? I mean, I expected it to be all inspirational because you see the, you know, the, the lads standing on, on desks in the trailers and stuff like yeah. that. You know? Yeah, so I it's quite it be... a familiar moment as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I expected that. But I did not expect this. No. So what about you? Um, yeah, the same, really. Um, I, I was a bit unsure at first about when it was supposed to be set and uh, who the film was actually supposed to be about. Because normally, you know, it's like you follow one character's journey, as uh-huh. it were. And this seemed to sort of be a bit fuzzy in that respect. Yeah. But um, the film itself was, was I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I had difficulty at the beginning actually telling some of the lads apart because yes. all the haircuts that were very yeah. similar. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, it, 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 so I was like, oh, hang on. No. Yeah. 
no, I I thought it was. It, it, well, it blew me away. There's, there's no two ways about it. It's. Um, I think there could be some improvements in the script, mm-hmm. uh, but looking through a lot of the things, it was the first draft that he sent in. Was it the writer just wrote a draft of the and and submitted it, and that was pretty much what got made. Um, I think some of the acting is a little bit dodgy in places. Um, oh really? Just only a little bit. Yeah, only a little bit. Um, and I also think there are some weird edits and and cuts and jumps and things in 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 the actual production side of it. But apart from that, yeah, it's it's. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. And apparently, it's one of Robin Williams' favorite films that he ever did. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. It's it's just a really, really good film. There's some lovely moments. Uh, that's that's what sticks in my mind as well. This, um, you know, I think Peter Weir made some good choices. Mm-hmm. That shot where um, Knox is riding on his bike and he goes down the hill. Yes. Yeah. Oh, isn't that just beautiful? Yeah, it's just super. And I said to Says when it happened, said you can just imagine him saying, "Right, we've got one shot at this." Yes, don't, don't fuck, fuck it up. It up. <laughs> don't fall off the. B- it's the same as the the chandelier in Only Fools and Horses. But we've got one go. They, he does. He goes right down, and then he goes across the river yeah. on the bike, doesn't yeah. he? So he easily fucked that completely, and had to wait for all the birds to come back. Yeah. Do you think though, if he did fuck it up, what they'd be doing is putting seed down <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to probably. get all the birds yeah. back? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it, we'll come back tomorrow. Oh, no, it's just, it looks great. It looks, for want of a better phrase, I mean, the, 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 it looks very British. Do you know what? I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah, I suppose, uh, uh, I guess with all the, the traditionalisms and things, you know, mm-hmm. the, and you expect it to be stricter in Britain. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, the, in, in, in most 80s films that we've got that, that are set in the States, it's the, the yuppie New Yorks or Chicago's blah, 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 blah. When we've done 50s uh, States, it's the Greases. Um, yeah. And it's not it's not that and it's and, and I loved it because of that. Well, it's late late fifties it's set, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which made me think uh, it's longer now between the film being released and where we're sat today. Oh, don't say than the that. film was to uh, oh, yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's released in eighty nine and yeah. it was set in fifty nine, so you know, it's been longer since the film has come out. Well, thanks for popping in, Matt. That's Fuck all right, no now. problem. To make us feel really old. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, there's that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I loved all the tradition stuff in the, in the school. Uh-huh. Having been to an all-boys school myself, I, I sort of recognised a lot of things. I didn't board, obviously, because I'm not a twat. But um, <laughs> What? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I liked all that stuff. Um, and I loved the conflict between the very old school teachers and um, Keating comes in with his modern ideas, about being, you know, un- unorthodox. And, and that whole thing about not just teaching people, yeah. but trying to instill in them a, w- a, um, a will to learn. Uh, God, I wish I had teachers like that. Just who's passionate. I mean, yeah. That's the thing. It, 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 because, yeah, you can go off and do anything. Well, But I love teaching mm-hmm. was one of the, one, yeah. one of the comments. Wasn't yeah. it? But you know, just for the students, you know, the, the contrast between Keating and um, what's his face when when after Keating's been fired and he comes in to teach the class, Nolan, Nolan, yeah, uh, and and you know, the, the 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 worlds apart in terms of how they're going to you know, instill this knowledge in the in the students, and I really like that. And it, well, I think they even emphasise that with showing a montage, if you like, of the other classes, yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Before yeah, you got to his exactly. class. We, you know, you're going to sit down, I'm going to just blast you with the facts and you're going to learn them rather than want to learn about this subject. I didn't know if uh, Robin Williams was going to be, um, you know, his his kind of crazy Robin Williams, you know, because he, he, he goes bigger, 
yeah. a lot of the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I think it's really nice that he 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 held that back here. Mm-hmm. He still had elements of that. So but, moments, yeah. But in more of like a fifties sensibility than the, an eighties yeah. sensibility. We're watching an interview with the um, the director. He was saying that uh, he was really nervous, really unsure, really doubted himself that, that he was doing a good job. They they, they filmed one scene and then uh, Williams had to go off to somewhere else and then come back. And the, the scene that they did was just not flat, but it wasn't. It didn't have that Robin Williams ness to yeah. it. Uh, so they did it again and basically just threw the script away. The director said, "Yeah, forget that. Just do what you want to do." And it was this, the the scene where he, he imitates Marlon Brando. Oh right, um, okay. So yeah. but apparently, as well, I don't know how true it is. Obviously, these facts are, are facts that we only find yeah. where we can. But he was going through a divorce at the time, um, so he he wasn't messing around between takes or anything like that. He was he was very serious and, and affected by it. Apparently. Maybe it was that, or maybe it's just the fact that it's a, a proper, proper serious role. He didn't want to fuck it up and just wanted to do it justice. And my God, he does. Well, much like a film from a couple of weeks ago as well. Uh, apparently it was shot in chronological order. Yes. Yeah, another one. We said then, it's, 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 it's really it's, rare. It's really unheard that of. never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Two <laughs> weeks <laughs> on. Shit in piss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's difficult to find like some the moments in here which are just so special. I mean, the end is mm. obviously completely special. Where you know he just, he just shouts, "Oh, captain, my captain!" Oh, God, that was it. I was gone. I was gone. And then just stands on the desk, yeah. and then I, I also I got so annoyed with that that lad that sort of grasped on them. Little ginger cunt. I honestly, I when he punched him, I was like, "Yes, yeah, good. Give him another fucking hiding." But here's the thing, though, Darren. It, another thing is, it's a testament to me. When I'm I'm by myself and I'm watching a film and I laugh mm. because you know you often you tend to laugh when you're with other people but yep. when you're by yourself and you laugh at some of the stuff it's that's a said, different type of laugh isn't it for yeah. a start and it just I don't know maybe maybe it was all the more poignant by the fact that you know Robin Williams is no longer with us but yeah when he was doing that whole speech about seize the day mm-hmm. and you know one day will be food for worms and and all yeah. that sort of stuff I was like fuck me I yeah. don't know if I can make it through this film <laughs> so. Cheery thought. Well, it was just—it was just so well performed as well. Yeah, it really was. But it's, it was at that point we thought, "Hmm, where's this going? Am I going to like this? I'm not sure." Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, I needn't have worried. It was—it was superb. And and was well, it's cool. I mean, again, I know I say this. We always say, "Oh, we'll talk about the characters later," and we will. It was the the boys really did define themselves. And whereas I thought they were, at the beginning they were just. There was this blur of lads, and I'm like, you all look the same. You've all got the same haircut. Um, <laughs> even though it's a bunch of actors which are really quite big, a lot of them now. You yeah. Know? So yeah. they were so young at the time. Mm. You know, all around 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, it was uh, Ethan Hawke apparently thought Peter Weir had a really weird accent. He'd never met an Australian before. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Peter Weir? Good eye, mate. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Our six listeners in Australia are going to be like, what? <laughs> That's it. They're going to leave us now. But no, I like the whole um, find your own path in life, don't conform. It's a great message, an absolutely brilliant message. It's a fantastic message. Mm. Uh, and the film, it just, we, we, we briefly chatted before we started. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think you summed it up perfectly. We said, I loved it. I'm probably not going to watch it again in a hurry, mm-hmm. but I loved it. I don't it. think I could. No. I don't, I don't think I could do it again. It's, it's, I mean, it's not in the same um, sort of ballpark type reason as, as something like Schindler's List. Yeah. Um, but that's another film that just emotionally I'm not... Or even Joker. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, have to it's a hard a, watch, isn't yeah, it? It is a hard watch. But yeah, I'd have to be in the right frame of mind to do it again, and I'm not sure when that would be. Yeah. I think. 
Well, that's the th- th- that brings me to, I must say, because I knew nothing about this film apart from some guys stand on desks at some yeah, point. Likewise. I knew it was so, set in school. Yeah, and I, I, you know, the whole relationship with uh, Neil and his dad and things, I never expected it to take that turn. Yeah, I mean, that's the bit that... Um, we, I mean, we'd be remiss not to talk about it. Yeah, I wasn't convinced by that moment, I have to be honest. When um, he, he got up and he, he opened the windows and put the, the crown on, yep. uh, I said to Says, because Says had seen it before, I said to Says, I don't like where this is going and then when he crept downstairs into into the study or whatever um, which again yeah, the, the, apparently the family aren't very rich but they got to study in a massive house <laughs> but yeah so he went downstairs into there got the gun out and went oh no don't do that I wasn't I just I, I literally I spoke to the television and as, as he went downstairs I went oh no yeah I, I thought no no don't I, do that I, 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 yeah but I probably did it for a different reason I thought it cheapened it a little bit I thought it was too for want of a better phrase, Hollywood. Um, and I don't think he'd really been given the impetus properly to do it. <sighs> to, 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 yeah, I just wanted something more to trigger that. Whether it had been, you know, uh, it hit him actually standing up to his dad and saying, no, I am going to do this. And a bit more of a round is that hitting him or something? I don't know. Yeah. But then having watched... Um, uh, there's a, a, a film convention type thing in, in Austin. Uh, and I watched an interview with the writer... Uh, it's a really good. Uh, I don't know if you watched it. On no, YouTube. no, I didn't. No. Uh, yes, in, in Austin, Texas, and and he's a guest there, and he talks about it. And apparently, uh, the script, as originally written, was based on a, a that character Neil was was based on a friend of his and his dad. And in the script, as as written, as I said, the dad goes to watch the performance of A Midsummer Night's Dream and drags him out of the show halfway through the show, Jesus. which then gives the impetus. And Peter Weir thought it was too much, and I sort of get both sides. And, and they fought apparently for a long time uh, about how it was going to happen mm. um, and maybe I, I think maybe that would have worked or maybe something in between I suppose because we do get the setup all the yeah. way through don't we yeah. like you know you need to quit this club you need to uh, I, I understand you're in a play happens a few times but then I suppose given the time it's already running at two hours eight minutes yeah. more yeah. more time devoted to that story I don't know I um, just think that bit where they're sat in the um, in, in the study uh, and it says about taking them out of school and sending them to a military academy I think that could have been just a little bit more more conflict something to really trigger off the right I've, I've got no way out I've got no other way out I'm de- I, I do buy I did buy it I, I was like okay yeah yeah I didn't want it to happen I think mm-hmm. that's that's the thing yeah, 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 for me yeah. is I just I went oh no please don't go there um yeah. And even even to the point where when he walked into the study, I thought, oh, he's cocked it up or something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He's like, well, the the gun misfired or something like that, and he's going to make it. And no, yeah, no, it went there. Oh, what a great piece of acting from Kurtwood Smith. Yeah, but just think before uh, during that argument in the study, he is sort of willing him to to fight back. And because Neil has pretty much no backbone standing up to his dad, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go through with my threat and take you out. I think he he's wanting him to to fight back and say, no, I am going to be an actor. And I think the the, the thing there is probably okay. Then do it. You're on your own. Did you ever have a fight about wanting to be an actor? Not at all. No, me neither. No. I mean, there's no, that's it. You know, I guess different times. Exactly. exactly. We, we were lucky enough to grow up in times where, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be an actor. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it does still go on, you know. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but, Positive, yeah. But no, I've, I, the only, it's never been my parents that have kind of kind of gone, no, no, no actor. It's, it's, it's other people going, well, what about a real job or something <laughs> like that? Yeah. Or, yeah. Fuck you. Is it a hobby? <laughs> There's lot, well, yeah. Uh, the other right. one, did you, did you get this? Um, somebody said, uh, what do you do for a living? Said an actor. And they said, can you afford that? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. Uh, and the answer is always, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> 
But yeah, yeah. anyway, we, we we digress. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that's just, I have to go through and pick out little bits that don't work, quite work for me. Okay. Um, And that was it. I just wanted a little bit more to trigger, to, for him to have, in his mind, no other way out. I was expecting a bigger ending, if, if I'm honest. No, <laughs> as in, like, I, I get, I... In hindsight, when the credits were going, I sat and thought about it. I went, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. When the credits first started rolling, I was like, I expected some sort of, he left the classroom and then they're having a big assembly and he comes in and says, and has a speech and says something about free will and people applaud and he walks out with his head held high or something. I'm guessing if it was made now, that would be... That would be the big uh, Hollywood ending. Um, And I'm glad that didn't happen. I really liked it. It's just such a nice... I think that's what made me cry more because yeah, the all the way through moment. the yeah all the way through the, the the end credits I was blubbing absolutely blubbing. It was the bit where they um, where they ran outside in the snow, which originally was uh-huh. set inside. They were going to film inside, but because they had a, a, a snowfall over night or whatever, they went let's do it, try it outside, one take. Nice, yeah, and it's brilliant. And just to just you know, on another note, we at least know they'd be safe from the blob because it had been snowing. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I think we can say because there's no girls around. <laughs> What? We've got to try and find some humour in this. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. On that note, let's have a break. I think we should have a break. But no, this is oh, such a good film. Daz, have you heard of Patreon? No. Well, back along, you could become a patron of a show, etc. You can do exactly the same thing now, but in a modern twist. What, like for our show? Yeah, for our show, yeah. Okay, tell me more. So what you can do is uh, support us by signing up to patreon.com forward slash 80s adventure. There's, there's four different tiers at the moment. But what, you... so people pay and, and that enables us to do... Yeah, we're, we're more stuff, but yeah, also great. there's rewards for them as well, ranging you know, from a, a very small reward right up to bigger, bigger, bigger rewards and a lot more fun content from us so what could people get in return uh you can get early access you can get your name on the website as a supporter nice. you can get a vote on one of the episodes we do each month what people actually get to vote on what film yeah and also maybe a, a q a something like that have a few drinks with us fantastic so yeah. all you have to do is head to patreon.com forward slash 80s adventure i'm on my way now bye And we're back. Yep, there we are. Part two of uh, Darren and Met's Aces Adventure, where we are looking at Dead Poet Society. Uh huh. Uh huh. So we've had a beer. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've had a few beers actually, and yeah. uh, now we're now we're back to start looking at the cast. Yes, and what a cast! I know we say mm. it every week, um, but uh, wow. Yes. Uh, so I've got some alternate castings for you. Okay. So apparently Liam Neeson uh, mm-hmm. was originally down to play Keating. Right, so yeah, I can see that quite quite a few male actors in the in the in the um in the running, but some I would never have pictured. So Mickey Rourke, hmm, again with Liam Neeson and Mickey Rourke, they would have been very different. Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you weren't supposed to notice. My lips are pissed. Again with Liam Neeson and Mickey Rourke. Well, not Ricky Mork. <laughs> Shit your face. <laughs> uh, it would have been a very different film. But, uh, um, Baldwin, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I can see that. Can see it. Uh, there's Mel Gibson. No, I can't see that at all. Uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, I can see yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Dustin Hoffman would have broken me as well. Um, and uh, finally, the one that I think would also be quite good is Bill Murray. 
Nah. I like I, I, him. I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't, I I think don't really he... see him as a serious actor. I can't, I can't take him seriously. That's the problem. I think he might have done all right. But then, you know, we wouldn't have had Robin Williams. Yeah, so. exactly. And also, apparently, uh, Matt Damon said that um, Matt Damon said that Ben Affleck auditioned for an unspecified role. But I'm oh, guessing they, they, they auditioned together, didn't they? Did Is they? All right, I think. I can't remember. Yeah, let's say they did. Yes. Why not? <laughs> well, they, I think they both won. And um, uh, River Phoenix wanted the part of Neil as well. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a thing is, I mean, it's 89 because in my head it's in the 50s. But mm. there's a lot of actors that could have. You know, I'm surprised, you know, someone like Feldman actually didn't end up in one of those roles. Yeah. I, yeah, I think like he's probably that. too street, though, isn't he? He's not. Yeah, maybe. He, I think he's got the wrong look. Physically, the wrong look. And Haim? Mm, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of people. Yeah. Matt Dillon? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he would have been somebody, I guess. But yeah. they were sort of, uh, Ethan Hawke and Matt Dillon, they were all sort of around the same time, weren't exactly. they? Yeah, emerging and all that sort of thing. So Yeah. Yeah, but, well, let's start with Mr. Williams, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, my God, this film. Um, he's superb. I'm just going to gush about this. It's, he broke me, absolutely broke me. I always used to have a thing. Uh, when I was growing up, I identified that when Robin Williams was playing serious, he'd grow a beard, and when he wasn't, he would be <laughs> clean-shaven. So I didn't know which way it was going to go in this mm. film. And, yeah, he's just he's just lovely. Yeah, he is lovely. so lovable. So even the bit where he's pissed off after he's been told off and he goes in to speak to the boys about publishing the, the Dead Poet Society thing, uh -huh. he's still awesome. Yeah. Uh, What's it? If, you, if he'd have called Collect. <laughs> now that would have been, yeah. Yeah. It, there was another moment for me as well, which uh, cemented just this, just the smallest performance detail, which was when he was talking to Neil mm -hmm. about, oh, he said, yeah, yeah, I've spoken to my dad and, you know, he's, and he knows he's lying. And he's lying his ass off. And he's, he's just like, I'm not going to, all right, okay, you, yeah. you, you, you say that, but I know you're I lying. Know. Yeah, it's it's such a nuanced performance. It's such a for for Robin Williams, it's such a small performance, and that's oh, it just shows off his versatility. I, it's no faulting him at no. all. He's just yeah, just beautiful and in this role. As we were saying outside, um, with everything that ultimately happened, that, this, this film it, is, yeah. makes it particularly poignant. I think when he passed as well, a lot of the headlines they were saying was oh, captain, oh, captain yeah. my captain. Yeah, understandable. But the man had such such a vast. Sort of selection of work, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, from stand up to, to TV to, to film to comedies. Yeah, he could do everything. And singing. I mean, look, look at his voice work in Aladdin. Mm. Superb. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. We lost one hell of a talent there. Yeah, we did. Mm. Um, so we got. Uh, we can look at some of the supporting characters before we go into the boys, if you like. Yeah. Uh, Nolan, what an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, just, just, just very stuck in his ways, I suppose. Yes, he's an arsehole, but he is of that sort of ilk, isn't he? He's, he's a. It's that ilk, right? And you know, he's he's in the fifties, but he's actually in the eighties, and he's old there. Yeah, he's still going. He's now. still going. I can believe that. He's over a hundred, isn't he? Yeah, hundred and seven, something I'm crazy. Hundred and seven this year. I guess he's not working. Uh, probably not. Uh, no, 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 not by the looks of it. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, so, so no then. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he he is great. He he does exactly what he's supposed to do. Um, 
I forgot about punishment in schools. Oh, yeah. I did, do you know what I mean? Oh. I completely forgot about the paddles. Yeah. I, I'm not sure, uh, just on a tangent, I'm not sure what I prefer, the paddle or a, or a cane. The cane. <sighs> I don't know, maybe the paddle, because thinking about it technically, it's surface area. Surface area, yeah. I, that's exactly what I thought. I thought I'd prefer yeah. that to the cane. It's, it's still not nice, is it? It's still, still going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, and if he catches your testes. Oh, ouchies. Or <laughs> catches your asshole right in the right place. Oh, why are you spreading? Anyway, just, just uh, saying. <laughs> oh my! Um, oh, we have gone off on one now. Yeah, we have. Uh, just, just going back to, um, <laughs> just going back to Norman Lloyd for a minute. Yeah. Apparently, he got a bit pissed off when he was asked to audition for the part. Oh right! Uh, and he said, "You know, I've just been doing sent elsewhere for five years. That's my fucking audition." But Peter Weir apparently wasn't familiar with it, so he had to audition anyway. But yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose some of the outer characters. So you got you got Mrs. Perry, mm-hmm. who's she got a lie. I mean, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, this film isn't great for for female characters. It's not, it? is it? No. Um, and I, I mean, that, I guess that's not just representative of the eighties, but it's representative of the the time in which it was set, where yeah. the men would be, and it, and the fact it's set at an all boys school. I mean, yeah. it doesn't help. No female teachers, as far as you can tell, on the faculty. No. Um, but oh my god, she 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 doesn't get much to do. But that moment where they discover Neil in the in the yeah yeah god. The pair of them just just broke me. But she did, I suppose, in that very short space of time, convey that really broken wife or conformative wife, the, the, the down at heel wife, the, yeah. the, the 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 little woman at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, while we're on that family, then let's uh, let's chat about Kurtwood Smith. Kurtwood Smith. Yeah. I mean, I've I've always thought he's a legend. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about him a few times now in in, in podcasts, but uh, and it's a real conflict because yes, he he is a dick. But he just wants the best for his son. And, and his very blinkered view about what he wants, completely un, unswerving in that, that line, uh-huh. um, ultimately brings a, a, about his suicide. But yeah, it's understandable that he, he wants the best. It's just, he, he's so blinkered. He, d- he doesn't just want the best, though. I think he wants to live vicariously through his son. Yeah. And although we, we were saying earlier about actually it's easy for us to be actors now and you know, we're allowed to do that, yeah. it's sometimes the other scale where you've got people that were actors, didn't do so well, and are pushing it on their kids. Yeah. You know, oh, God, to, just... you know to become yeah. an actor or an actress or a dancer, whatever else. Just you know plenty of them. To, in order to fulfill their dreams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah so that. it still happens. Maybe not to that extreme. Well, maybe it does. I don't know. Um, the rest of the faculty, I can't. I couldn't really name them. To Not be really. honest with you, not really. The, the I mean, the, the Dr. Hager is very good. Um, George Martin, they're all good at what they do. I like the um, the Latin teacher as well. Uh, whatever his name was, the guy he has um, when they sort of quote poetry at each other. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and apparently that, the, the yeah. little the the quote that Robin Williams came back with, "It's only in their minds that men can truly be free." Twas always thus, and always thus shall be was actually written by Robin Williams. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I like him because he, he, at that point, he says, you know, who wrote that? He went, Keating gives him the little wink. And you say, yeah, he's coming around to his way of thinking. And he gives him the little wave at the end as well. Yeah. So he's not completely on his own. Uh, the, uh, well, okay, you, uh, there's three other ladies in this really... Yeah. Really. So the girls that make it down to the cave, they don't get a lot to do. But then you've got uh, Chris. Chris, yeah. yeah. Again, another week of um, a passed out female being um, yeah. potentially... 
interfered with. Well, that's it. I mean, well, he he leaned down and kissed her, didn't he? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. So, I mean, it's all right to show a Disney film to a bunch of kids where a prince goes through a forest and kisses an asleep lady. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He only kisses her on the forehead because he's madly in love with her and he is pissed out of his head. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the the old moonshine, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah. Whiskey. Clear whiskey. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where'd you get that, boys? Uh, But yeah, I mean, she's uh, she's nice enough. I mean, again, there's not enough story there to And the story's incomplete. Really? Do they get together? I mean, he he goes to grab her hand. We don't see how she reacts. That's it. You'd like to think so, but who knows? Yeah. Because there's a lot of time dedicated to that story as well, isn't it? So, and it's uh, Knox. I mean, yeah, that's it. Josh Charles. Alexandra Powers. Again, I don't know much about her. By the looks of it, uh, looking at her um, IMDb, she hasn't worked for, for, for quite a few years. She was a regular in LA Law, 21 Jump Street, and something called Valerie, but I don't know what that is. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, she she does what she can with this. Um, yeah. But it, it's not a very well-written uh, script for, for females. No. Uh, again. And it's I suppose incomplete storylines. Yeah, um, yeah. Knox, Knox, like, yeah, Knox, Knox, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, a what a name, Knox <laughs> Overstreet. Nox I mean, Overstreet. It, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it sounds like something from the the twenties, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, I'm Knox Overstreet. You know, and. Um, <laughs> Josh Charles, he's, I mean, he's, I don't know, I've watched him in a lot. Right. So, uh, most recently, uh, I think it's been cancelled, but uh, he was in a way with Hilary Swank. He was a regular in Law and Order, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's still working, so he's, he's, he's got a nice career. Uh, and, and he plays the part well. You sort of identify with him a bit. Nice guy. They're all nice guys. Yeah. I think the, the sort of that first bit where um, they talk about going to the Dead Poet Society and um, Todd says, no, leave me out of it. Mm-hmm. You sort of think even maybe back before when they're in the dorm that maybe Neil will take the piss out of him but that that doesn't happen at all and that's that that was that was quite refreshing yeah i mean it's i suppose the only thing i'd say is i'd like to see maybe less characters and more time with certain characters yeah. because the the other lads you know you got uh, charlie and richard and and steven and stuff mm-hmm. they get little bits to do but exactly not a lot i mean so the main ones for me really ethan hawk mm-hmm. um todd Knox, and neil yeah um, but yeah, even that, like, like, like I said in the, in the first part, I wasn't sure who we were supposed to be following, and, and, it, it, yeah. and it's just a bit, bit too much of a mishmash. And I think maybe if we just concentrated on either one or two and made more of that, it would have been a bit more clear, more of a clear through line. But I mean, it's, it's a very small thing that that, that that sort of bugged me a little bit. I mean, I suppose uh, Charlie. I mean, we could chat about Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went through a transformation, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he just? With yeah. um with the, the old lightning bolt on his chest and uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean it got very sort of avant garde at, at some point, yeah. didn't it? When they sat around what banging was his name? drums and what was his name? Oh <laughs> Nevada or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Right, I okay, I'll put that in the quiz for Shit, you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it, he 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 I guess it was just these lads were just stepping out of their comfort zone and becoming Did, who they're becoming. In a Ponzi way, they're discovering themselves, yeah. aren't they? And and that's aided and abetted by, by Mr. Keating, and that's great. They're breaking out of the mould that that school wants them in. You go in as a, you know, you go to the prep school, you go into the, the main school, yeah. and then you leave as a gentleman, and you go into... And that's very similar to the school that I went to. I said I went to an all-boys school, and um, unless you were interested basically in a career in the military, they weren't interested in you. Right. Um, we didn't even have a drama department when I was there. Wow. Um, 
Yeah. So I sort of identify a little bit with with uh, what was going on. And uh, well, we 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 kind of approach this film through Todd, don't we? I mean, he's our eyes. That's what I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then it sort of sort of dissipates a bit. He doesn't really grow until Oh Captain, My Captain. Oh Captain, My Captain, and the whole desk scene and yeah. things like that. Well, you think at first, you know, when he hasn't re- or he has written the poem, but then says he hasn't written the poem. And Robin Williams does the thing about making him find his voice. You think, right, this is the turning point, and then it isn't. I don't know. It's uh, but Ethan Hawke's cracking in that. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he's great in that. And then uh, I'm not familiar with Robert Sean Leonard. No, nope, me neither. But he's very good. Again, I mean, he's he's a guy you've seen around. Do you know what I mean? You've seen him in bits. Well, he's been uh, a regular in quite a few TV series. He was a regular in House, uh, in no, Falling Skies, it? Law and Order again. Yeah. So he's 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 still the hot zone. I don't know what that is, but he's, he's a regular in that. So he's 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 got, he's got a fantastic career. One that I'm just not familiar with. And he's good in this. And do you know what? I've really enjoyed watching his park. A big pun. Watching his park. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. was. It was oh, charming. It was, it was charming, Project. wasn't it, okay. to watch uh, to watch the play? Yes, it was. Yeah, the the yeah. Um, but the whole thing sort of reminded me of a play. And uh, looking at some of the trivia, the first uh, stage production of this script was done at the school where it was filmed. Oh, which is that's really nice. And, that, and Peter it? Weir went along to watch on the first night and gave a talk as well. That's awesome. I think it's brilliant. Uh, is there anybody I'm missing, Darren? Well, there is one person we should mention, and I'm sure she's really fucked off about the fact that she was in it, but not in it. Oh, yeah. Laura Flynn Boyle. Mm -hmm. Uh, And all of her scenes were deleted. She got a phone call, apparently, on the day of the premiere saying, don't bother coming, we've had to delete all of your scenes. Was she still in the credits? She's still in the credits. Yeah, Yeah, she's still credited. Because I think I got confused when I thought, I thought I didn't see her yeah. in this. Yeah. Who? So who was she? Tell me. She was um, Danbury's sister. Right. Okay. Chet's sister, Ginny Danbury. Poor bugger. I mean, how pissed off would you be? It was bad enough when I bought all my scenes deleted. <laughs> but that was a shit film. I won't go into it. That's right. Okay. Chet Danbury, uh, the Danburys. Yeah. So she was obviously the daughter, sister of um, Chris's beau. But that never actually made it to the film. I suppose it didn't need it. But yeah, sorry, Lara. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose it's two hours, eight minutes already. <laughs> yes, this is it. Still got paid, so shut your wing. <laughs> shut your greeting. Well, on that then, I think uh, another beer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Another beer, music, and then we will see what the hell we know about this film. Very little. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting quiz this yeah. week. Yeah. What's going on? Are you alright, Daz? I'm so cold. Why are you so cold? I've lost my favourite Def Leppard t-shirt. Oh, if only I knew somewhere else to buy another t-shirt. Do you know what, Darren? It's funny you should say that because we now have 80s Adventure t-shirts. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you've got to do is head over to 80sadventure.com, click shop and see what we have on offer. It's a way of supporting the show and there's also some fun designs with a lovely 80s feel. Uh, 80s Adventure t-shirts? Oh, uh, I'm going to go to the shop right now. Bye. Darren, it's an online shop. And we're back. Yeah, uh, we're back to... Uh, <laughs> it's you doing it yeah, now. Yeah, it's me doing it now. <laughs> we're back to part three of Darren and Matt's 80s adventure, where we are going to finish up with the uh, with the music. And, and I'm then... Darren. Oh, shit, sorry. It's not the beginning. Damn it. 
<laughs> uh, we, so we're going to start looking at the music. Um, yeah, I mean, th- there's not much of it really. There's there's, um, th- there's lots of classical things and, and, and stuff like that stuck in there. The score was composed by Maurice Jarre, who was the the father of uh, Jean-Michel Jarre. He was very big in the 70s and 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was responsible for things like oxygen and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> what did you say? Oxygen. 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 <laughs> I just did that. What was what was that? <laughs> yeah, booze has definitely kicked in now. Um, but yeah, what's there is very nice. It's very. It, it, I mean, in some places, it's it's a little bit strange. It's it's quite. Yeah, I expected it to be more. I don't know. Someone like if someone like Horner had taken this on mm. or something like that, yeah, a bit more dramatic. Maybe. Yeah, um, there's this bits there uh, that the, the, the bit where they're, they're heading to the Indian cave, the old Indian cave. Mm-hmm. That's one of the only moments I sort of remember, and it's quite again playing to type with the jars. It's very electronic, synthy, synthy. Um, it's 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 of, of an age maybe by that point in the eighties, a bit old hat. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it was eighty nine, wasn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, there's you know there's uh, there's a bit of rock and roll there as well when they're trying to to fix up the radio. But a lot of it is just uh, using uh, classical, classical, and I say that in inverted commas, uh, music, orchestral music, pieces by, um, we've got Handel in there, a bit of, bit of water music that's in there. Again, Symphony Number no. 9 uh, from Beethoven, which gave us uh, Ode to Joy. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I, I, so I was expecting there. Hans Gruber to... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got them um, and and, and uh, a bit of uh, piano concerto number five from Beethoven as well. Fields of Athen Rye makes a little uh, appearance, uh, and of course the Scot- Scotland the Brave. But yeah, I mean it's it's, it's uh, the score for this has very little to do with the film. I think that's that, yeah. and, that's, and that's the way it should be because the drama it's a good is good thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the, I think the music is, if I'm honest, slightly weak in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another composer might have done a better job. Okay, sorry, Jar. Well, he's, he's not with us. I don't know why you apologize. I'm just apologizing. Yeah. You know, I'm... but he had a hell of a very career, Maurice Jarre. He, he composed well over 170 films, and, and, and... he composed the films, did he? <laughs> uh, you're in one of those moods tonight. A little bit. He composed the scores for lots of uh, well over 170 films. Did he? Uh, yeah, and one of them actually I went on the list. Chances mm-hmm. are. Chances are. Do you remember Chances no. Are? No. No. Okay. What is it? That's a film. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember it. It's um, who is it? It's it's sort of the same sort of premise as Ghost, except the 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 man doesn't get murdered. He dies. I think he gets hit by a car and dies. Goes there. Goes to the pearly gates and he's queuing up. Uh, and at the pearly gates, right, you get injected and then straight through a door and come back. Come back as a baby. Rather than having the injection, he just bursts straight through the door. And then like twenty five years later, thirty years later, because he's still got all of his memories, as, as when he's grown up, he goes to find his ex wife and has to convince her that he is. Oh, I might have seen him. this. I'm just looking it up. So Downey Jr. That's yes, yeah, and Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll whack it on the list. Shall yeah. We? So no, he 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 composed that. He um, Gorillas in the Mist, Fatal Attraction, Mosquito Coast, Enemy Mine, yeah, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Witness, Passage to India. So he's done some massive, massive films. Yeah. But uh, this. Thing is, with those other films you just mentioned, I can't think of any of the themes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not. Look, I'm not shitting on him. I'm just. Uh, well, you know. good. But on that note, then anything else to say about the music? No. Um, it's it's a it's a nice score, but in this in this instance, the score is very much on on, on the back seat. Oh, I agree. Uh, it's. It's yeah. sort of like uh, a film with music rather than a film score. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's, I think it's a nice way of putting it. Mm. All right then. Okay then. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I. I don't know how we're going to do with this. Yeah, so... Obviously, we're talking about the uh, the quiz now. Yeah, should we go into it? Yeah. Eyes down for a full house. 
Well, this is it. So it's the, it's, it's, it's the start of a new dawn, isn't it, Darren? <laughs> yes, it is. It's the new dawn. Yeah. So it's so our scores are reset to zero. Yeah. It's still 3-0 to me, though. It's still, it? You've won three of the... You know, of the that was a good old battle last week, wasn't it? Was it good? Well, it's been, it's, it started to really, halfway through the last section, Started to really, we started to really go for each other. Yeah. It was like, yes. yeah, we've had people write in and comment on, uh, yeah, <laughs> on, on the fight that was going on with Darren and I. <laughs> Oh, uh, Sire uh, Mr. Thomas wrote in as well, didn't he? Um, we forgot that we were going to yeah, mention him last that's week. Yeah, right. He um, really enjoyed the Christmas show. Yeah. That was a while good. ago now, though, wasn't yeah. it? Lots of other people writing in as well. I can't remember any of them off the top of my head. Sorry. What we should do is print them all out and bring them along. So. Yeah, that'd yeah. be nice, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> Just get organised one week. Yeah. Anywho, so uh, being episode 31, it's an odd number. Are we going to carry on with the uh, same format? Hey. And broke, don't hey. fix it. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That means you're up first. Okay, uh, question number one for you, Darren. Yeah. Uh, who wrote the introduction that the students rip out of their textbooks? You don't want his full name, do you? Wouldn't mind it. Mr. J. Pritchard. I'll give that to you. I can't remember his first no, name. No, no, no. Was, that was close enough, in my opinion. It was Dr. J. Evans Pritchard, PhD. Okay. So that is close enough in my book. Thank you very much. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> remember that when I'm just so close to something. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I think was, I had it written down as one of my questions as well. That's why I was looking over there. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. What's the name of the two girls that Charlie brings to the cave? <laughs> I know this. I do know this because right. it's one of my questions. <laughs> I thought it might be. So uh, we are looking at all I've got going through my head now is um, is South Seas from from Karate Kid. <laughs> uh, we are looking at if he gets one of their names, Tina. Right, that'll do, isn't it? And Gloria, Gloria and Tina. Well done, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> nice. All right, uh, Darren, question number two for you. Yes. Who is the god of the cave? Oh, it's the, the lamp. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, question number two for you. According to the yearbook, where is Mr. Keating bound? Bound? Yeah. I don't understand the question. There's a little thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a place. Uh-huh. So it has a little uh, list of things. Yeah. And it says, Mm-mm, bound. Oh, as in he's headed somewhere. Oh, now you say it, it's it's ringing a vague bell somewhere. But see, normally I'd have gone through the film, I'd have paused, I'd have looked at all these yeah. things, and but I couldn't watch the film again. Um, uh, wasn't there something to do with like lamb in there as well? Lamb. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Homewood. <laughs> Right, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's close, but no cigar. Cambridge. Cambridge, Cambridge Bound. Bound, okay. Which makes sense, because he ended up teaching in, yeah. in London. Um, all right, question number three, which, as always, is a complete the quote. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Bastard. All right, the pillars of the school. Yes. Yeah, you got them written down, I'm guessing. What were their own versions of it? Do you want to know what the first ones were so that you can go on? Tradition, honour, discipline and excellence. Travesty. Yep. Horror. Mm-hmm. Excrement. Yep. Oh, what's the other one? Travesty, horror, mm-mm, excrement. 
I can't remember the third one. Darren, I think I'm going to give you that. Well, give me half a point. Well, no, it, I, I, okay, take half a point. But I think you, you, you're only missing out on decadence. <sighs> Bugger, decadence. But you did so well to get the other three that I actually... Close enough, man. Cool. This is this is, being nice. this is a new era. This is this is we're in a new era of quizzing. Does that mean you get half a point as well then? For what? Yeah. For for me not getting a full point. Oh no, no, don't worry about it. Okay. Right, go on, what's my quote? Okay, well again, you've got uh two options. Yeah. One or two? Two. Two. Okay. It's uh from Mr. Keating. He says, This is not the Bible, this is a battle, a war. Do you know what? I've seen it once. Mm. I, I can't. Likewise. I can't do it. Yeah, is that your final answer? Yeah. He says, this is not the Bible. This is a battle, a war. You will have to learn to think for yourselves. Makes sense. Mm. I wouldn't have got it, though. No, I don't think I would have got that either. I th- no. I, mean, I think it, it is difficult to do a quote from a film. You've seen once. You've seen once, yeah. 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 Not only possible. So, excellent. Well done. So, that, that puts you 1-0. If I'd gone for the other, or if you'd gone for the other quote, yeah. would you have got it? That's the question. And it's not a, a direct quote. Well, it is, but it's not in response to another quote. It's the, the question basically was, which line from Midsummer Night's Dream does Neil quote on the way back to the room? On the way back to what room? After his rehearsal, the night before the show goes up. Oh. And he goes back to the room and he, meets his, he sees his dad there. Yeah. He quotes a line from Midsummer Night's Dream. Um... Oh, I don't know. That's a really okay. good question, okay. though. I was just racking my brains. I know Midsummer Night's Dream quite well. It's the first play I ever did outside of school. Really? Yeah. What, what does he do? Uh, it, it, what, what's the line? Yeah, what's the line? Uh, but Room Fairy, here comes Oberon. Ah, okay. Mm. And what, what, what did you, who were you? I was Hermia's father. Oh. Yeah. Dad. Well, <laughs> yeah, Daddykins. So there we go, Daz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Strong start. Strong start. Strong start, yeah. This is going to get to the point where we get to episode 50 and I've not won <laughs> one block of 10. Yeah, I, I don't understand how you haven't. I really don't understand how you haven't. We, we have been cunty with each other. Yeah. <laughs> you have. I haven't. I've been nice. Have you, do you have any other questions? Um, Very little. Uh, where's the school? Uh, oh, as in the name of it? No, where is it in the country? Oh, is it Vermont or yep. something like that? Absolutely. Um, or, and my question, what was the name of it? Um, uh, I said it in the synopsis. Uh, it's... <laughs> Well, well, well. <laughs> Welton Academy. Welton, that's it. Yeah. Because um, they called it Helton, that's it. <laughs> In what order do the uh, dead poets stand at the end? Uh, it starts with, I've forgotten his name. Todd. Todd. Mm, Neil? No, Knox. You're yeah, doing it's charades. not Neil. <laughs> not by that point. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> so basically, Darren was doing charades to me. So I was like, uh, what? And, and third was... Uh, arms, pits, pits. Of course, yeah. But when you when you went down, uh, to, <laughs> it looked like you were kneeling. I was like, Neil. No, no, Neil's Neil's gone. And um, the other question I had was, uh, which two of the dead poets are in the rowing team? But again, it, it's I can't even remember which, what they look like now. Yeah, it's Charlie and Cameron. Yeah, it's 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 tough. A film yeah. we've seen once, and yeah. yeah. Well, maybe if 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 we do another film uh, that we've only seen once, I won't do a quote. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, there we go then. That's that's the quiz this week. It's, uh, uh, it's the quiz this it's week. One to me. That's nice. Episode thirty-one. Um, How do we get to thirty-one episodes? That's... Yeah, nice. Thank nice. you for still listening. Yeah, tell all your friends, will you, please? Yeah, uh, and just uh, like on Facebook would be good. Yeah, keep up yeah. to date with us. Okay, right. lovely. It's last orders. Last order. Last orders at the bar, please. Last orders at the bar. So then. 
Let's uh, sum this episode up. Mm. How do we feel? Let's give it a, give it a score. It's I'm I'm really again. I know I've said this plenty of times on this podcast. I am grateful. Some, I mean, I I thought this last night when I finished watching the film. I'm grateful to this podcast mm-hmm. that it makes me watch films like this. Or it, it's not, I say like this, but the film I've it's been on my list. Just never got, got never got round to it. Yeah. And 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 it's this podcast is making me you know either go back to a film I've seen and reevaluating or loving it again, and also making me see a film that I've not seen before. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy with that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, like I say, I, well, as we said throughout the episode, I, uh, neither of us have seen this film, uh, and I'm bloody glad I have. I thought it was great. Yes, there are a few bits that, that don't quite work for me, maybe with a, a, again, like we said before, maybe a, a rewrite of the script. Um, by all accounts, it was the first draft, and, and it actually got made. So, I mean, that alone shows the, 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 shows the strength of the script anyway. And every little bit that, that I've talked about that doesn't quite work for me is so you know it, it's 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 tiny it's 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 infinitesimal I think is the word compared to the whole script as a whole. So I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a nine. Nice. Um, I think I think the word classic gets bandied around a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm guilty of it myself. But I feel like there's certain films that you should watch, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's things like Shawshank, Green Mile, you know, all those these films, Titanic, you yeah. know, there's films that you should watch, probably like Jaws as well, which I still haven't <laughs> done. But, and this is one that I think you should. And I'm so happy that I did. And I got to see another 80s film. I got to see another Robin Williams film. Yeah. I, I'm on about, I'm on about an eight and a half, something like that. But let's, let's go for an even nine just to, let's, let's double it up. Fair so enough. 18. For Robin Williams alone, it, it would be a 10. Um, but for making me cry so much, it's a 1. <laughs> um, yeah, it certainly gets you in the feels. It really does. And it's so well written. It's so well acted. It looks beautiful. It's really well made. Oh, yeah. Glad On that is. note, though, next week, let's mix things up and blow some shit up. So would you <laughs> would you, okay. would you like to find out uh, what next week's film's uh, tagline is? No, I have no interest whatsoever. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Go on then. I just, I just want to say it like in the trailer voice, <laughs> like Red or whatever his name is, the, the trailer voice guy. They've hunted him down. They've murdered his friends. Now they've taken the one thing he would kill for: his only daughter. May heaven help them. He's lost his only daughter. Is it David Cameron when he went to the pub? <laughs> no, he left her behind, didn't he? The prick. Uh, uh, oh, what's that? Yeah, hmm. I, I love, there's another tagline, right? So, some of them are like this. This this is the laziest tagline in the world. Let's party. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin and Perry go large. Yeah, that's it. Darren and Matt go to Mallorca. Yes, we will. Hmm. Okay, somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay. Oh, okay. And another one: if there's a mission that no man could survive, then he's the man for the job. I'm looking forward to this already. Yeah, me too. <laughs> let's uh, blow some shit up. Let's blow some shit up. Right, so, <laughs> well, at least we know we won't be crying next week. Uh, except maybe with tears of laughter and joy. Maybe. Tears yeah. of laughter and joy. Listen, if you have enjoyed yourself, uh, then please tell all your friends. If you haven't, then just don't listen. Um, <laughs> but no, we, we, it's, we genuinely are grateful for uh, getting you, know, you getting in touch sharing commenting on twitter on facebook and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff so we we really do appreciate it absolutely and on a serious note before we finish if you are affected by any of the situations discussed in tonight's podcast remember there are plenty of organizations out there that can help if you need help absolutely absolutely it's really yeah really important to think about that 
On that note. On that note. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna bid you adieu. We're gonna bid you adieu. It's been it's been a good journey through uh, Dead Poets Society. A great film. So until next week, folks, I've been Matt. And I am Darren. Cheersy! <laughs>